Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You're listening to The Dead Parental Podcast, a podcast designed to open up the conversations surrounding grief and to ensure young grievers feel less alone. I'm Catherine Hooker and I speak with young adults from all over the world whose lives have been impacted from losing a parent at a young age. The good, the bad and the banter. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Dead Prank Podcast. This week I have Jessie Fryer on the show all the way from Los Angeles and I've got to say I recorded this on a Sunday morning not long ago and afterwards I just felt so so positive and I felt like renewed. Jesse lost both of his parents by the age of 16 and ended up being a ward of the state in America. Listening to him you never would have thought that life had dealt him such a rough card. He is honestly just filled with so many like amazing snippets of like wise words. He speaks about relating to Lion King memes, about how you know the dark place over there and telling Simba not to go. He speaks about how grief is our superpower and how his grief is like his armor because he's been through something so bad, like what else could happen now? Um, And he talks about how his life came full circle and how he used theater as an outlet for his grief as well as he got older. So yeah, you'll have to give it a listen to find out more. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, first and foremost. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a little bit, so I'm excited to be here. Yay, so good. Um, How did you find us, by the way? Uh, A random search on uh, iTunes. Um, I was sitting at work and I was trying to find something new to listen to. And I just have a bad... I'm really fascinated with grief, just in general, just because, you know, as a member of the DPC. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I just put in grief and... Your podcast showed up as Dead Parents Club, and I was like, "Oh my god, yes, this is awesome!" And oh, I, it was so—I cool. didn't know exactly what to expect, but I was like, "From the name of the for the podcast, I'm pretty sure I know what this is." It was yeah. the only time <laughs> I hope for something to be kind of about a hard topic. You know, you're like, "Yeah, Yay. yeah." <laughs> awesome they're talking about the death of our parents that's yes. exactly what i want it's awesome it's so good i have to tell you i love the name i had a friend 
um, that I ran into. And we, you know, you have that moment where you're like, oh, you, you've lost a parent. And I've lost a parent. And we both high fived each other and said yes. dead parent club. And I, <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> it's so awesome. So I'm glad you have this name. It's so perfect. Oh, amazing. Oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you. Um. Oh, first of all, as well, um, introduce yourself. Say oh, yeah. who oh. you are and where you're from. <laughs> oh, my bad. We would have probably went through this entire thing uh, and been like, uh. <laughs> um, my name is uh, Jesse Friary. Uh, I'm a 29 year old, about to be 30 year old uh, at uh. the end of this month, um, a lighting designer that lives in Los Angeles. Nice. I've been to Santa Monica and like, Venice Beach and kind of that kind of area I did a little trip on my own after I finished my degree oh no way yeah you went to one of the most like like crazier parts of LA yeah I bet (laughs) such like a like it's such a weird I grew up in Florida so like you get this like whole tourist fun atmosphere but it's still like such a a good representation of what LA can be yeah it's pretty cool yeah, it was. Uh, I think I didn't really like LA itself as a place to kind of chill. Obviously, <laughs> because it's chaos. Um, but um, Santa Monica was really nice, and the kind of beaches and stuff. It was lovely. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I'm. I feel like when you meet people from Los Angeles, and they're like, "Oh, I love it here," and you're like, "Do you really like seriously?" <laughs> the the traffic really like that. Oh okay. my god! But yeah. um, you know, it's great. There's a lot of people here that are really when you find the really good people here they're they're pretty amazing and one of a kind yeah. so yeah but it must have been quite daunting moving everything there do you know did you know people there already um i had one friend from high school actually my my best friend from high school had already made the trek out um and but that was pretty much it i had a lot of friends planning on moving out here but mm. um i ended up coming out for grad school so i was right after um finishing my undergrad degree I didn't know what I was going to do and um, went through a whole process to find a grad school. Um, and they were like, well, we're in California, you know, like that might not be a thing. You've been in, you know, the South and the East for so long. And I was like, nope, I'll pack up. I'm moving. So I just packed everything oh, up yeah. and just went across. <laughs> oh, amazing. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a blast. It's been, it's definitely a unique experience it's so different from you know the uh beaches of florida to you know the weird venice beach of la <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> that, that beach is so weird it's it's totally weird so many weird characters out there i love it it's it's so much fun <laughs> um so if you wouldn't mind kind of just giving us a brief introduction to your story then i, I know that you're obviously a dpc platinum member um which, I have, I have to yeah. tell you, I love that you call it that. It's so awesome. <laughs> well, I feel um, like you, you have to have your due. You know, like you've gone, you've gone through some like pretty, pretty epic shit losing both of your parents. So, if you can't be a platinum member anywhere else, at least you can be that in the DPC. <laughs> right. It's such a weird thing to kind of get like have a little bit of pride over too. Like that's what. <laughs> like first time I heard y'all, I think it uh, it was like one of the I binged a whole bunch of your podcasts. So one of the first times I heard y'all say that, I think it was like probably episode two, one or two that you you brought it up. I was like, this is such a perfect representation of what it feels <laughs> like when you like meet other people that have lost parents and stuff. Then you're like, oh yeah. 
<laughs> I've, I've, I've lost both of them. So. It's like, but you know, it's not you know, it's not a contest, but you know, uh, yeah, no I'm joking. But it's <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like trump cards, there, isn't it? Like I do get it. It it gets a, yeah, it gets a little. It's it's interesting when you meet other people that have also lost parents, but um, yeah, it's it's fun. I I will not well, of course, not fun, but it's <laughs> yeah. a fun way to talk about it. It gives a little bit of levity to it. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess. Um, wow, I don't even know where to start because it's such a weird and long story um, for me. Um, so I lost my father first about 14 years ago. Um, so I ended up losing both my parents in about a year and a couple months span of time. That seems uh, so common. Yeah, it's weird. I, 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 it's it's so odd that it kind of just happens back to back for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was kind of it, not the norm, but more more common until actually listening to your podcast and hearing everyone else's story. I was like, wow, okay, I'm totally not alone on this. This is such yeah. a weird and interesting, you know, feeling to have. Um, uh, but yeah, I uh, ended up losing my father. He had a um, uh, car accident when I was about 13 years old that should have taken him out there, but Somehow he arrived and ended up wrapping his car around the telephone pole and then flying out of the window and um, and crawling back to the car, turning it off by the time paramedics came. So he didn't get like to have the car explode and, you know, wakes up in the hospital the next day, has this whole new lease on life, decides to do some, you know, um, some life changes to to. Wow. To make it um, make himself a better person, and then unfortunately, he had a complication about a year after that um, that caused him to have an aneurysm. Was that, was that kind of directly related to his crash? Well, we're not really sure, but um, we're thinking he had something um, like a blood clot somewhere in his leg mm. that, or somewhere in his body that kind of dislodged after a while and then found its way to its brain because he was relatively doing good. The doctors were really surprised he was even, again, alive from the car wreck. So yeah. um, he was able to pull through that and then eventually it just kind of got him. Um, we never really figured out exactly what happened. My grandmother... Mm didn't want to dive too far into it um and none of us really wanted to push her to find out so yeah um, we kind of left it uh left it with that so um yeah he ended up passing away when i I think 10 days before my well actually we're about to have his death anniversary on the 12th okay um so um yeah he passed away on the 12th and then about a year or so after Oh, um, I was 14. I was about to turn 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, you know, it was crazy because it was all of a sudden. Mm. Um, I really didn't, you know, it was 14. My father and I weren't really close at that time. Um, my parents had divorced when I was like two and um, he had a little bit of a drinking problem kind of. <laughs> unfortunately, I think for, you know, people growing up in the, you know, 80s and 90s before dads really started getting their stuff together um (laughs) it's like uh yeah thank god for hipster dads now um (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah he uh he he you know he was he was a good guy but just kind of kind of lost his way through a lot of it and um we didn't really get 
too close. Um, you know, being a 14 year old kid, having a dad that he lived in Mississippi and, um, we lived in Florida. Um, he still lived in the area that I grew up in, um, there. So, um, yeah, we didn't really, I, he ended up calling, um, the week before he passed and I was being a little, you know, for lack of a better word, little shithead and not answering and not talking to him. And then a kid basically. Yeah. Yeah. A kid. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and then the next thing I know, it's my grandmother calling a week later and saying he's passed away. So, mm. um, yeah, that was it was a little crazy. And then my mother um, ended up uh, falling sick with uh, an illness called chronic pancreatitis. Um, she essentially her pancreas stopped producing stuff and, you know, called it quits um, before she was ready to. And um, she ended up getting really sick and um just kind of losing, uh, she lost a lot of weight and all that. And, um, we found her, um, she ended up going to the hospital to get checked out because they tried mm-hmm. a new experimental treatment to try to see if it would help save her. And, um, it looked like it was going to go well. And then there was a complication. So one day I was at school. Um, next thing I know, my mom's in the hospital and I hadn't seen anybody like my, I had a stepfather as well. And, uh, I hadn't seen him for about a day. So I was kind of left on my own devices for a little bit. And then I got a call in the middle of the night saying, uh, Hey, I'm going to come pick you up. You're going to say goodbye to your mom for the last time. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's, um, that's great. Uh, Little, yeah, it's a little, little intense. Um, unfortunately, my my uh, initiation into the DBC has not been the. Uh, it's never the easiest, but it's been kind of a crash course. It was, uh, yeah, particularly cruel. It sounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like anyone when you lose a parent, you're like, it's it's never going to be uncruel, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I uh, I have a funny thing that I always kind of go back to as a good chuckle is, do you know Kevin Smith, the uh, guy that made like Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob and all those kind of like weird, goofy movies? No worries. I'm sure if you saw a picture, it'd be like, OK, that's him. He, he was on a, a, a TV show called Face Off for a little bit. They did uh, makeup stuff. Um, and one of the episodes, they were trying to make people into superheroes. And uh, he got asked, um, he's a big superhero nerd kind of person. He got asked, what makes the best superheroes? And he, without missing a beat, he just said orphans. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that totally, that that's, you know, that, that's how it, how it, you know, how it feels. I keep joking that I'm a superhero just waiting for my powers. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of what it, 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 it felt like. And I think anybody that goes through our experience kind of, feels like it's never going to be an easy experience for any of us but you kind of get tried and tested and then when you come out the other side you're like well I guess it's not really ever coming out the other side but yeah you you get a little bit of strength and strength for the vulnerability you know so yeah um that was definitely how how young you were yeah uh I it's kind of weird I mean um, I think you, your last um, person you had on the podcast was um, was also like this, but like, had spent like 15 years of their life already and had, you know, had spent most of their life missing their parents. I'm kind of in the same boat, you know, like yeah. 16 and 15, about to be 30, 
you know, I've spent most of my life now without them, um, which is crazy to think about. It never kind of goes away that sense of distance or that sense of, um, or that proximity to those feelings. So it's, um, it's really odd when you think about the sheer amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet. I mean, I think, I feel like this must've shaped your entire life though, right? Um, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Um, you know, after my mother passed away, you, you really find out what you get a rude awakening to what the world really is when you're 16 Mm. and not having any parents. You're like, you find out that adults don't really know what to do either. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you're like, uh, especially, I mean, my parents or my, my father had family, had a grandmother, um, uh, who lived in Mississippi and unfortunately she passed away a couple of years ago and um, I had some uncles and cousins there and then um, not really many people or anybody that was able to stand up for me in, in Florida at the time. So <laughs> ended up um, finding myself to be a ward of the state for a little bit. Oh, um, so your, your stepdad didn't step up then? Oh, uh, no. I mean, my stepdad, I, I wish... Um, I'm trying to think of a PC way not to bash my stepfather. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, he, he, unfortunately, uh, I don't know if I get three stars for being a platinum member, but he recently passed away too. And um, I can tell you that, you know, those feelings and those emotions after he passed away were a little different than say the emotions of losing my, my bio parents, because it's like, after my experience with him, he kind of was already gone to me when my mom passed away. He didn't know how to handle the grief. And he had me as a kid, the 16 year old kid going through puberty to figure out on top of, uh, trying to be a parent. He wasn't really much of one to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some people, just just some people aren't, I think if you pull people of step parents, you know, you're going to get a mixed bag of good ones and bad ones. Um, yeah, so true. He's, you know, he had his own life and his own things. He actually was from London. Um, so it was, it was a little crazy. I always grew up with a little bit of like, like he always said the British way of oh. <laughs> raising a kid, <laughs> which just meant it was even I don't even, I don't even know. He, I think it was just his way to like do weird, goofy things like he, he would say like oh, this is a British education and he would bring like I was a messy kid I'm still probably a messy adult still um but he would bring in a bin uh to pick up my toys but it would be the garbage bin outside and he'd be like all right if you don't pick them up they're gonna go in here it was like all these like weird dark sense of satire <laughs> of, of it until I actually started listening to the British uh, uh comedies and stuff I I feel like I watched um, Only Fools and Horses as a kid. Oh, with, yeah. um, and I was like, I totally get a sense of humor now. It's yeah. just <laughs> totally different. But, I, feel um, like are, I feel like we are pretty weird, actually, in the, in the UK. You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it in the UK. It's so good. You can say like a kind of a dark joke and no one looks at you like you're completely just, you know, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I get the humor. <laughs> It, trust um, me, I, I've said my first share of a uh, dark dead parent jokes, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I love. I used to try. I tried to at one point as a way to uh, 
figure out a way to cope with um you know with all the stuff um making dead parent jokes and and doing it as a stand-up routine okay cool (laughs) i could i could tell you there's no way to make a room go flat than just giving a dead parent (laughs) joke you're like uh yeah i was like that's good um but uh uh yeah so um that actually ended up i ended up uh doing that kind of stuff in high school um when i uh, found myself in like a theater program it was it was bad i used to the one of the jokes i tried to do was um i know what i'm gonna be for halloween this year and everyone's like oh what and i was like i'm just gonna wear a sheet over my head and say i'm my parents and it's like oh my god i love that It's like every I thought it was hilarious and no one else did. <laughs> That's so good. That's clever. Like a, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm uh, maybe we should do like a, a, a dead parent club podcast, like a dead parent club like comedy night, and we just can all go up and just share our dead parent jokes with each other. <laughs> yeah, at least- have a room full of people laughing with you right yeah right well it's i feel like that's kind of one of the only ways you kind of get through um yeah. these experiences you kind of have to laugh about it you know because you know i i like to think of it i'm doing the laughing for them since they're not here anymore i have to laugh twice twice as hard well so, three times as hard or three times as hard yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> um no but, that's a really that's a really nice way of looking at it yeah, try to. I mean, it's you know, life's already hard enough. It's you try to make it as best. I have to actually give you um a big thank you um just by use one creating this platform for people to talk and um two just the way that um you've I've heard you talk over the several podcasts about like you know those darker times that come with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um that's really great to hear, and I think a lot of people. Don't I think it's one of the reasons why we stay quiet as a culture about grief? Um, yeah, is that you know it's 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 really hard to be have levity with it, and then when you do have levity, everyone just feels so awkward about it because you're like, yeah. oh, you're reminding us that death exists. Oh no! Oh, thank you so much. You didn't say that. Great. Look at us all like our parents are all immortal, so I don't know why you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's never nothing's ever gonna happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's you know, it's it's odd. I guess one of the things that um kind of got me when uh when I ended up losing them and you know, like as I was saying about um you find out adults really don't know what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. when you lose your parents, it's the first time really for any of us, especially as young as we've all been. Um you kind of see the world differently you know it's um you kind of see your first heroes have uh ended up falling and and you have to pick up that mantle or what do you do or you know how, how do you even process life anymore um when your first examples are no longer there so oh, who, who did you who did you turn to then when you were kind of 16 like who was your go-to person just to talk about like college and life decisions and stuff like that luckily i i probably even though i have some of the worst luck in life i have some of the best luck um after my um foster care situation and being a ward of the state didn't go so well um during my mother's illness um uh a guy it feels so weird to call him a guy my um 
uh, I, I hung out at a comic book store all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the owner of the comic book store um, really became kind of like a big brother and a parental figure to me at the time. Oh. I was kind of an overweight kid and really didn't have that many good friends. And he kind of took me under his wing. Um, and then when my mother was passing away, or, or actually when my father passed away, um, he was there. And then when my mother passed away, he was there the entire time along with um, his wife, um, who I call Miss Peggy. Um, oh. but my, and, Ed, and my godfather is Ed. Um, but they kind of took me in. Um, what well, kind of took me in, they actually did take me in. So um, when everything went down, they were really the people I looked to for support. And then yeah. it really took a village too. So I had um, a ca- guidance counselor in high school that I became really close to, Miss Drew. Um, I had um, my theater teacher that I ended up um, uh, falling in with. Um, she was there. And then uh, later on, her husband actually gave me my first scholarship to wow. school. So they've kind of set me on my lighting path yeah. um, uh, as a designer. So yeah, kind of crazy. Um, talk to me about theater then, because obviously you mentioned just before we started recording that that was kind of like a big, a big thing for you, kind of like a an outlet for what you've yeah. been through. So, yeah, talk to me about that. Um, yeah, there's kind of it, – it ends, ended up being – I don't like thinking that there's fate or destiny or anything like that, but theater kind of just fell in my lap. Um, it has a story a little bit to do with my mom and my dad too at the same time, so I feel like it's their way of trying to help guide me even not being here. Um when I went to a, um, I don't know if you do it in the UK, but um, we have like a club night thing at some high schools that you go and you meet different um, activities or after school activities and the teacher that's doing it and okay. they try to pitch it to you and do that. Um, after my, it was one of the last things that me and my mom did together, my mother and I did together. Um, she went to that night and um I was on a kick to be like my dad at the time and he was a speech and debate person. So I wanted to do speech and debate so bad. And, um, she's like, well, there's theater over there. And I remember like, mom, I told you I want to do speech and debate. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I just want to try to get to know my dad like that. And he goes, she yeah. goes, no, he, and I was like, no, mom, I'm going to do this. And she goes, okay. Um, and I found out, Several years later, after when my grandmother passed away, I was going through boxes in um, his old room. Um, and when I pulled it out, they had he had there was gels in there, um, which is what we use to color the lights. And I was like, I don't remember putting this in here. Like, I didn't have this at the time. And it was my favorite color, which was even crazier. And I was like, that seems really old. And then as I looked through, I found all these playbills that weren't mine. And I was like, who, I mean, my family's from Mississippi. So God love them. Theater isn't one of the first things they all love and enjoy. So (laughs) um, I was like, how, how is this possible? And as I went through, I found out that he was a lighting designer and he was a stage manager. I'd never known. I never talked to my dad about theater. I didn't even know he did theater. Um, And I, you know, eventually ended up finding out that I, got to be very much like them by that gives me like singles like that's so that's you know, it's really nice <laughs> it's weird it was a really i mean it was kind of that moment it was a definitely an aha aha ha moment aha moment that i was like okay maybe maybe i did get to understand my dad a little bit better 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause we didn't never have that. I didn't get to have that talk with them as like a, as a, 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 an adult, you know, or have that experience with my parents really being my friends, um, at the time. So if, so it was, it was a nice little circle kind of feeling. Um, yeah, so, um, I ended up doing theater a year after going to that night, um, I did speech and debate, found out I was not very good at it <laughs> and <laughs> um, uh, tried to find another hobby. And when my mother passed away, um, it was at the end of my freshman year. So um, they had let me go a, a month early on bereavement. And um, I spent the summer kind of off and on on my own. Um, my stepfather was kind of gone. I was going through a little bit of the it was pre before me get involved with foster care. So it was, mm-hmm. I, he essentially had a rule, like as long as I did grades and I didn't get in trouble, I could just leave the house anytime I wanted. I didn't have to tell him where I was going or what I was doing. So um, I just was at the comic book store all the time and um, hanging out with who eventually became um, my godfather. Um, so um, Ed and spending time with uh, him uh, at the store Um Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So um, he was really kind of like the center point of that. Um, but how I found theater ended up um, that after that next year, I was like, you know what? I'll listen to mom. I'll go into theater. And um, I started improv class uh, first morning. I was a super nervous kid. Mm-hmm. Um I did not talk nearly as much as I do now. <laughs> and uh, uh, I just kind of fell in love with the storytelling aspect of it. And um, at that time, I was in foster care um, and I did not want to go home. I did not want to do anything. And the drama teacher, um, she ended up coming in uh, and saying, we need a lightboard operator for our show. We just, we just have to have one. Does anybody want to do it? And I just raised my hand. I was like, I'll do it. Like, I'll, I don't want to go home, so I'll do it. And, um, I started doing theater, uh, that day and I haven't really done anything else since. So that's 14 wow. years ago, 15 years ago now I was 14 or no, I was 15 about the turn. Yeah. 15 years. God, wow, that's really kind of, it's funny how you kind of, do you, do you think if you had have wanted to go home or if your situation had have been different that you still would have put your hand up to put yourself forward for that? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I um, Sometimes I um, I think about my parents passing. Um, I don't know if you may feel this way, um, but, um, uh, you know, 
parents passing is kind of like the last in a weird way gift or like sacrifice they make for you because it it's that moment you you have to decide a little bit of who you're going to be or how you're going to act without them so um I don't think I would be half the person I am now without these experiences and essentially without this gift that the kind of like final gift that they've given to me is um, to kind of carry on. So um, yeah, you know, I, I, I would probably be somewhere still in the South, you know, (laughs) doing something completely different uh, and not really thinking about it, you know? So it gives you a crazy insight, doesn't it? Like, it does just completely send your life upside down. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it, it for me, it turned my life upside down and, and, and in a weird way created a whole new one um, in itself. Um, it's it's weird because it's you know kind of how we were talking about earlier. It's it's the first time you kind of see the world for what it could be or you know you start seeing the dark shadowy places you know one of my favorite memes is Simba and Mufasa on the thing like you know what's that dark shadowy place over there dad don't go over there that's <laughs> that's kind of how it feels like when you when you lose a parent um mm-hmm. with you know being so young because you're because we hadn't experienced anything really in life yet you know so yeah you, you don't think you're going to experience anything that hard for a long time like losing a parent at a young age is just not it is not something that people think about like as even a minute possibility like it's it's you just don't think it's going to happen oh yeah i mean it's all it's well i feel like there's a there should be a cycle to this stuff you know it should be but uh you know like you get a goldfish when you're a kid that should be the first time you experience you know having that that moment of what death is and and grief and then it's you know even for your parents it should be like their parents or grandparents and then you know you should be well into your 60s and 70s and or you know 50s and 60s and you you know you know then they pass themselves and be a prayer when when that kind of plan or scheme goes all weird you know it, it does crazy things but um you know whatever actually goes to plan <laughs> so Usually I feel like, you know, in people's kind of like normal lives, um, their parents pass when they've already got children. So they can already they can already transfer that love and that, that attention to, you know, their kids, like their parents now. So it's kind of like they're ready for it. But when you lose a parent and there's nobody after you yet, you're just kind of stuck in this like limbo where you're kind of like the only one <laughs> in the middle of it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally, I mean, it's such a weird feeling you know because it's like they're there one second you're getting all this love and affection and then it's just gone Mm. so you're like where's that love and affection you know gonna come from or what's that possibility um you know and i i i have i feel like i don't know if you've noticed it as a trend um or or but for the people i've known that are members of the dpc when they start having their own families it's like that little bit of a hole that feels like it's there gets filled up mm-hmm. with all the love and joy for that family that mm-hmm. um, it kind of like almost recreates that passion or that feeling that you had with your parents. And it's, yeah. it's such a wonderful thing for to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I'm super excited for, but I'm also scared 
shitless. Like, I am scared of being a mum without my mum being there for me. Like, it's absolutely terrifying. But I also can't wait to fill that hole that I feel like hasn't, I can't be filled by anything else. Yeah, it, it's, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I, you know, going into my 30s is like, I want to find that and be a dad one day and, mm-hmm. and kind of be able to have those experiences that I'm not having now with my dad, with my kid, you know, like, yeah. um, but there is definitely a, a fear, you know, that is, I think, with losing a parent so, so young that you don't want to also be that um to someone or at least for me like it's some i i go back and forth about wanting to have kids but um the older i get the luckily the more and more that fear kind of goes away so Mm. um obviously with you know working in theater and stuff there's a lot of storytelling and stuff there like yeah um do you you think you kind of uh you know go for it Sorry, I was, um, I was just saying, obviously, in theatre, there's a lot of storytelling and stuff. Like, do you think storytelling is a bit like your kind of coping mechanism from such a young age? Like, do you do, 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 do you do any writing yourself or do you kind of connect with the stories that people tell and stuff? So, um, yeah, yes and no. I've, I haven't really necessarily done a little bit of writing myself. Um, in grad school, um, I started a... Um, I don't want to, I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's, it was like performance art. Um, for me, I, I ended up early on in theater. Theater just kind of took over my life and I threw everything I had in the theater. So it was a way, it was a coping mechanism because I didn't, it didn't allow me to think much past that. Um, so a lot of my time that I would have been, you know, probably thinking of, of how my life had turned out or or those experiences or, you know, the death of my parents, I, I ended up spending all my time working and trying to create things with other people, even though that's, I didn't realize that was what I was doing. Um, I kind of just thought I was hanging out and having a good time and luckily getting paid a little bit for it. Um, but the, the long hours and doing all that kind of stuff, it didn't really allow you to sit and think very much um, until it does. And then it just, you know, it's a like a hitting a wall. Um, so uh, when I got a little bit braver to, to really dive deep into what it meant to lose my parents, I luckily was in grad school. Um, I went to CalArts, which is um, our California Institute of the Arts. It's a school that Walt Disney created. Um forget exactly when he created it um right before he ended up passing away uh it was essentially a way for he wanted to bring artists together and let them just go crazy um Mm -hmm. or as much as possible out um above north la um before then there wasn't cities out there or anything it was just essentially the school and the gas station (laughs) so um (laughs) they just had a whole bunch of crazy artists go out there and start doing stuff um and uh, when I got there, it w- it provided kind of a safe spot to be able to dive into that. And then I ended up meeting other members of the DPC there. And um, we kind of talked about it. And it was one of the first times we all were able to open up um, yeah. about it. Because you, you, you meet people that have lost parents. Um, and you're not really sure how they're going to interact. Because you're like, where are you in your 
in your journey, essentially? Like, are you able to talk about it? Like, I don't want to say something to you and, and have a, you know, have you have to relive any of it or I, but I do want to talk to you about it and be there for you if you need me there. And, um, you know, it's, even though you've kind of ends up losing a parent, it's, it's great. It's like your, your episode where like the different kinds of friends, Oh um, yeah. even, even as someone that's lost a parent, when I have a friend that loses a parent, I'm like, I don't know. It's what to so tell <laughs> It's so hard. Like, uh, I, I wish I had an answer. Um, but yeah, and you know, it's it's such a weird thing. You don't, you, I don't think any of us will ever know what to say. Um, but um, when we were there, we were able to kind of open up and and talk about it. So we ended up doing a um, a performance night. I ended up um coming out from behind a light board and creating um a performance art piece based on my mother where um i um it was kind of a duration piece she loved coffee she drank coffee every day like (laughs) she could be going to bed and drinking coffee it was that that and coca-cola like she just all the time and um so i ended up um doing a piece with it where I, uh, strapped, um, coffee around. That sounds so weird saying out loud now, um, and not being in it, but, um, I strapped coffee around my chest, um, and ended up, uh, committing, um, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird. Um, a Japanese, um, tradition of, uh, of essentially suicide. It's, uh, the seppuku. It's when samurais ended up, um, taking their own lives because they just didn't know they were too, too, the, um, they were disgraced or they did something and they had to do it to maintain their honor. So I always kind of felt like that a little bit with my grief because I didn't know what to do with it. And I felt like I hadn't at that time been able to really embrace it. Um, and, you know, like your brain goes weird places. So I ended up pretending to commit seppuku on stage and having um, all the coffee grounds fall out and I collected <laughs> them up and um, I have a thing about heartbeat monitors. I don't know if other people that, you know, like when you're sitting in the hospital with your parents for the last time, you're like just that beat of the heartbeat. Um, it, 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 it's one of those things that like instantly makes me feel like I'm 15 again. Okay. Um so I ended up having that sound play the entire time and um, I created the outline of what was my mother um, and as with this coffee grounds and then I proceeded to make coffee with the grounds and um, the piece was um, I never got to finish it but I was supposed to drink the entire bags worth of coffee (laughs) through the duration as it was making and having an audience watch me Um, as I was doing it, um, because uh, I was really trying to to make the point that no one talks about it because it's such an uneasy thing to sit with, uh, especially if you haven't experienced it. And um, I essentially held the audience captive while I tried to relive these moments for myself. Um, um, And then there were other artists there as well, like my other friends that were members and that wanted to do a piece um one of them was a dancer that ended up doing a piece about his father um another one was a composer and a guitar player and he did a piece about his mom and another one was a playwright who um 
had actually lost both of her parents and lost a, a had a miscarriage and talked about oh. her grief and transformation through that and yeah. um and then another friend who had recently lost his mother within like four months of us doing this um did a beautiful piece um a kind of a movement piece and then another friend did a piece about losing her father that was like uh projections and different kind of shadow puppetry um that was really gorgeous um so um yeah so uh yeah, I guess theater has helped me as a way to cope. <laughs> it's um, it's definitely a big part of my life. Um, not as much anymore now that I've kind of switched to other forms of lighting in my career, but um, it was definitely something that um, helped me work out my own story, and then I, you know, and also gave me a chance to try to be there for other people to work yeah. out their stories. I do, I do find that a lot of people that have been through something traumatic or kind of life-changing do turn to like creative mediums for as coping mechanisms. I know a lot of people in the DPC, they write poetry, they draw, they do photography, they're passionate about music. I, for one, I have this podcast, which is, you know, it's a creative medium, really. So mm-hmm. um, I do find that we find an outlet and. Um, you know of of our grief and kind of ways to invest our time and passion into and I think it's a a massive help (laughs) I think so I mean like when you when you get when you've when you're given grief I feel like but it's when you have this happen to you and and you're essentially just you're just given a large weight to to carry and you don't really know how to carry it you know it's like um I try to equate it to like you're just given this lump of mass and you don't know what to do with it but it's heavy and you know it makes you feel bad and but eventually like with time and and some thought you can start shaping it to be something else um Mm. and then you're able to use it whichever form you want to take you know like I definitely feel like my my grief is kind of an armor at times um that I can kind of shield the world because it's like i mean <laughs> what else can go wrong in my life i've already yeah. lost my parents you know like yeah. <laughs> like you're, you know some like dark shit now <laughs> oh yeah definitely i mean it, i mean it it's it's one of those things that you're like you know it's like laughing at dark jokes and stuff you're like oh yeah you know, people get upset about it and you're like yeah really that's the darkest thing you can think about like you yeah. you, you haven't you haven't really seeing what's around the corner um but again i think it's kind of a a superhero strength that all of us are given um through the loss of our parents like you know without that we wouldn't be able to carry the weight and we wouldn't be able to you know possibly be there for other people like it it really does become a superpower for us and um it it, it's makes it a little less scary you know at the end of the day I think one of the most kind of like precious gifts that we've got from this is that we're able to help other people. Like, you know, at the end of the day, everybody is going to lose their parents at some point. That's just a fact of life. And we are in a unique position where you can offer the people around you support, which I think is one of the most positive ways of looking at it is that, you know, some people have to go through shit to be able to help other people that go through it afterwards. Like, 
you know, it's kind of the circle of life in a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and if you can't help other people, then really what's the, what's the point of it all? You know, it's, um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure as most of us, uh, as members are like, we, you have to sit with it and you have to really ask yourself the questions that are kind of the darker questions in the world about death and what that, what that's like. And just not the death of, you know, others, but the death of ourselves. And what are you going to do with it? You know, you, you were given our, like our midlife crisis at, you know, somewhere between the ages of, you know, 15 and 30, like, yeah. here you go. Like, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. you know, um, but you know, it's, it's, something that's handed to you and it's how you want to deal with it, I guess. And, and luckily, you know, with all my experiences and, and having such a great support group of people, um, like my godparents and, uh, uh, I, I really probably wouldn't have made it as well as I did. Um, so it, I'm really am thankful, you know, even though I've lost so much, I really have gained a lot too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I I feel the same. I've I've lost like the most important person in my life, but I've gained amazing friendships, and I've built stronger relationships with other members of my family and stuff. And I've gained this podcast where I can talk to like hundreds of people every week about losing a parent and offer them some sort of support. So yeah, there's there's definitely a silver lining through after all of the the dark times. Well, you're, you know, you're bringing a, a light to the world in a lot of ways. That's why I, I think I can't applaud you enough for what you and Sam have, have created and, and you for carrying on with it. I mean, it's something that really needs to get be heard and really talked about. And um, it doesn't get talked about a lot because we're, you know, as a society, we're probably more afraid one to, to talk about it because we don't want to hurt others, but we're also afraid that we don't want to hurt ourselves and, and being able to openly talk about it without having any stigma with it, um, mm. you know, it, it, it doesn't make it feel as bad, you know, like to be able to talk about them again and share the joy that they shared, you know, like I, I have this thought, I don't know if you had it, um, like my, there's not many people I know, um, especially my friends now, like they don't, they've never even heard of my parents. They've never seen them, um, you know, know their names. So it's like, were they, were they really here at times, you know, and you start thinking about that and you're like, man, I'm, I'm missing all these new moments or all these new memories that all my other friends are getting, mm -hmm. but, um, but I'm not really having that. So it's like, are they here? And, and being able to do stuff like this and being able to talk about it, it's like, no, they were here and here's the proof. So, oh, wow. I love that. Thank you. That's, that means the world. Yeah. Well, thank, I mean, thanks for like, just, you know, also just being there. It's so cool to actually talk to somebody else. That's, you know, like just anybody, when you find out they're a member of the DPC, you're like, we're best buds. Like, yeah. you're like you just instantly <laughs> become best buds. Like, it's so true. Whenever I meet anybody out and about, like even like in, in, in a club or whatever. And I was in like a work meeting the other day and ended up talking about the podcast. And this girl was like, Oh my God, my dad died. And I was like, Oh my God. And then we were like having like a 10 minute chat about it. And it was a positive and happy chat, but it just, you have that instant connection and it is so nice. It's so cool. I mean, it's, it's unbelievably heartwarming to know that, you know, it kind of, it, 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 
it brings a little bit of that love and compassion back mm-hmm. that you feel like you're missing um, when you're able to do that and really connect to other people. And mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, it's through something that is really sad and traumatic for a lot of us. And um, um, but so luckily, something good can come from it. Um, yeah. Well, something good needs to come from it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, some, at least something, you know? Like, I mean, come on. It's the least God can do, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, um, yeah. <laughs> um, well, we'll finish this with our kind of a hero question then, which is what would you say to somebody else whose parent, both parents have died at such a young age? What advice would you give to them just in a couple of sentences? It's hard to even know what to say um, to them because it's like everyone's experience is going to be so unique and so, um, um, you know, unique to them. Uh, I I remember not to go into a full spill and then I'll do it, but um, the one of the stories about my god, my godfather after my mother passed away, um, you know, I was a wreck. You know, I didn't didn't know what to do as a sixteen year old kid, kind of left alone in the world. And um, I was back back in the comic book store crying in the office and he came over to me and he didn't know what to say. Um, And he just looked at me. He's like, your mom's like your Obi-Wan Kenobi now. You may not be able to see her, but she's always there. And, you know, he kind of gave me a hug and then walked out the room. And that moment, that image has been something that I've held on to so much um, and has meant so much to me. So I think someone that is, as a new member of the DPC, you know, your parents, your Obi-Wan Kenobi, you may not be able to see them, but they're always going to be there. Um, yeah. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, when he said it, it was the silliest cold. thing, but it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. It is lovely. And everybody can relate to that. Like, you're mad if you haven't watched those films, so... Right. Every time I hear someone hasn't seen Star Wars, I'm like, you're missing out a whole part of your life. How, like, what is your worldview if you haven't seen Star Wars? <laughs> um, well, Jesse, thank you so, so, so much. This has been such a lovely way to start my Sunday morning. I'm feeling really positive and, yeah, really good. So thank you. Oh, awesome. And that, that, I'm glad to hear it. And thank you for letting me come on. I'm Like I said, I'm really excited. And thanks for letting me share my story with everyone. And um, uh, that really does mean the world to me that, you know, you know, try to bring yeah. a little bit more light to the world. Yeah, well, I'm sure your story will help so many people. And like I've said, you know, just having a male on and t- to tell his story is amazing because i'm just trying to reach more and more um and to open the conversation with guys as well so yeah it's thank like yeah thank you so much <laughs> oh yeah any anytime and uh, and i'm like i said I, I i think there's more of us out there listening i'm sure hopefully more of us will be reaching out the talk because you I mean you know like you said everyone has their parents so <laughs> before you go guys Jesse actually sent me a message a few hours after we recorded this episode saying that he felt like he didn't give his godparents enough credit for just how much they supported him after both of his parents passed away. And because of that, he actually recorded a little segment that he wanted to share with all of us guys on the DPC um, and with his godparents for being such incredible people. So here it is. I wanted to give a special thank you to my godparents, um, Ed and Miss Peggy. I know I really didn't get into it much on the podcast as much as I meant to, but um, I uh, wouldn't be here today without um, the two of you. 
Um, I know I'm on here talking about the grief of the loss of my two parents, but uh, I, again, wouldn't be here without the parents that I gained. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of your lives and still being part of mine. Um, that really means the world to me. Um, thanks, Kat, for letting me come back on and do this ball. Thank you. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dead Prank Club podcast. I so hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some comfort in the stories that you've heard here today. As always, I would just like to remind you that neither myself nor any of the guests that come onto the show are healthcare professionals. Therefore, if you do find yourself struggling with your grief, I highly recommend that you seek out professional help, whether that be from your GP or from the numerous charities out there that are available to you. Please also remember that you can reach out to us at any time on Instagram at DPC Podcast, on Facebook at The Dead Parent Club, and you can email us at dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can check out our website where a resources page is also available at www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. Also, please don't hesitate to contact me if you want to get involved in the podcast in any way, whether that be coming onto the show or to write a blog for us as well. Coming onto a podcast isn't your thing. Thank you so much once again for listening. And we'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 